When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ole Miss fans, fasten your seatbelts. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. It's your chance to talk Ole Miss sports with Rebel coaches and your host, Chuck Roundsville of the Ole Miss Spirit, covering Ole Miss sports for 35 years. Are you ready? We're ready. Are you ready? The lines are open at 888-808-8637. Let's play, fellas. Now. Let's talk Ole Miss sports with Chuck. Howdy, Toddy Rebel Nation, and welcome to the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. I'm Chuck. He's Yancey, and uh, we're back for another hour with you guys and girls. Uh, Yancey, a tough game against Missouri, 38-27. The Tigers come out on top. They're a really good team, but Ole Miss made enough mistakes for three games. Yeah, you know, I think, number one, Missouri's offensive line won that game. Ole Miss cannot get any pressure on Kelly. And let when him they did, they back. didn't finish the play. Yeah, or they got a rough in the penalty. Um, so, uh, you know, it, but the mistakes, you know, those game-changing mistakes, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, there were about eight to ten of those in a game, and you don't need but maybe one to two. Uh, uncharacteristic of this year, they just – Continue to make game-changing mistakes. They could, Ole Miss could not get out, get away from themselves. They just they couldn't get away. Yeah, but you know this is a team that I really feel like's on the cusp of doing some good things, and I'm under no illusions that they're a, a, an upper tier team in, in the SEC. But I do think that they're they can be competitive with the low the middle to lower tier teams and could win some of those games. Sure, and. Uh, you know that's a step forward. That's improvement, and and I, I love the young talent on this team. I, I just there's something that's holding them back. They just don't know how to win. Yeah, you know it's just like when Nutt took over and Ole Miss had what eight turnovers against Vandy when, uh, twenty two. Um, you know was diving over the goal line and he fumbled the ball and Nutt came to you and said they just don't we don't know how to win yet and that's you know Plumley's going in 14 to 3 beautiful play call yeah i mean just executed it to the t walk in and he's about 12 15 yards ahead of uh battle and then he turns around and you know makes it just a dumb there was nobody even in front of him and that was a game changing play no question and you know, I and and I he held. There's no yeah. question he held. But I, I wonder about the uh, not validity, but the uh, there's got to be some discretion with the refs sure. that didn't affect the play at all. The play was ten yards past there. Yes, and I know he held. I know he held. But uh, Missouri man, I, held about twenty times on yeah, offense. I, I just I don't get some <laughs> of that. Um, uh, we're going to talk a little inexperienced bit. mistakes, though, Chuck. Yeah. If you yeah. look at a lot of the game-changing mistakes, they were by inexperienced players. Yeah. And right. you know, it just comes with it. There's a lot of youth, uh, not only freshmen, but even some JUCO guys. So, 
uh, you know, it just surfaced. It happened. It looked you know, like it just happened all in one game. But, but we've got to we've got to get beyond that young mentality. Yeah. You know, they've got seven games under their belt now. Let's let's start making some mature decisions. I think it's time, don't you? Yeah. Uh, uh, what's on tap? Brought to you by the Library Sports Bar, home of Monday Night Football on the huge screen, Oxford's most popular watering hole on the square. 120 South 11th is the address. Oh, my goodness. Why am I telling y'all where the library is? Everybody knows where that is. We're going to have inside linebackers coach Jeff Coons, who's coaching shorthanded right now on at 615. And then we're going to have Ben Garrett going to talk some hoops and baseball and football and everything else at 630. So y'all hang tight. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland. Test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a Cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, buy a new road. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT Geo 5.6 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT Geo 5.6 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. While Mississippi universities compete at football, when it comes to cutting-edge research, they need to work together. That's why CSPIRE linked our state's leading research universities together with a 100 gigabit per second fiber infrastructure, working in support of the Mississippi Optical Network. Through the CSPIRE tech movement, we're empowering schools and universities with the technology to help them lead research and development for a better future. Learn more at cspire.com mission. The farm provides us with many things, and it means many things. From crops to cattle, poultry, and timber, the farm is vital to our everyday lives. It's a place to enjoy the outdoors and where many traditions are born. Whatever the farm means to you, let First South Farm Credit finance it. We're ready to help you make your dream of land ownership or farming your own land a reality. Visit FirstSouthland.com, equal housing lender. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline.
right. It was steely, Dan. I like that. Nice job, Rhino. Welcome back to Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Hotline. The powerful new Samsung Galaxy Note 10 is finally here, and C Spire is celebrating with an equally powerful deal. For a limited time, buy the Galaxy Note 10 and get $750 off your choice of Samsung Galaxy devices. C Spire, customer inspired. Let's go to the control room now for Mr. Jack Schultz and Old Miss Sports News. Take it away, Rhino. <laughs> It's time now for Ole Miss Sports News, brought to you by Rebel Rags on Jackson Avenue, Oxford. Tell them about it, Molly. Rebel Rags. Anything, everything, Ole Miss. After penalties and self-inflicted mistakes cost Ole Miss a chance to beat Missouri on the road Saturday, Ole Miss turns its attention to Texas A&M. The Aggies visit Oxford for a 6.30 p.m. kickoff on Saturday. Jimbo Fisher's team has a 3-3 overall record, 1-2 in conference play. With wins over Texas State, Lamar, and Arkansas, they've lost to Clemson, Auburn, and Alabama. Ole Miss's chances to become bowl eligible are getting steeper by the day. Meanwhile, a win over Texas A&M is almost required to reach six wins at this point. In other Ole Miss sports news, the volleyball team continues to roll, riding a 13-match win streak. Stephen McRoberts' team is now 13-3 overall, 5-0 in SEC play. They upset nationally ranked number 22 Missouri on Wednesday and then dominated Auburn three sets to none at home on Sunday. Senior Neo Warnell was named the SEC Offensive Player of the Week for the second time this season. The volleyball team hosts Arkansas and Texas A&M on Friday and Sunday, respectively. The soccer team got a big upset of their own against number 19 Florida last week. The Rebels knocked off the Gators in Oxford 3-2. However, they went on the road for a match at Georgia yesterday and lost a heartbreaker 2-1. Matt Mott's team is now 8-4-2 overall, 2-2-2 in SEC play. They host Alabama at 6 p.m. on Thursday night. That's the latest news around Oxford. Back to your hosts, Chuck and Yancey. All right, thank you, Jack. The Ole Miss Quarterback Club will meet this Thursday from 6.30 to 7.30 at Library Sports Bar. Doors will open at 5.30. Free pizza will be served and a drawing for several door prizes will be held. Speakers will be the two coordinators, Rich Rodriguez and Mike McIntyre. Non-members can join on the website at omqbclub.com or join at the door. Yancey, uh, looking back at that Missouri game, we got a few minutes here before the break uh, and we bring on Coach Coons. Uh, we gave up too many yards rushing, two yeah. break, two breakout runs, and we haven't done Busted that plays. all year. Busted hadn't plays. done that all year, yeah. so that was that was one thing. Other things, secondary, uh, just just didn't play good. Kind of well, like the Alabama game. I mean, just wasn't in the vicinity at times. So, you know, that's got to be shored up on the defensive side when before Texas A and M rolls in here on offense. I didn't have any problems. I mean, I really didn't. There's a little controversy among some people about the two quarterback system, but no, I thought it worked the ball fine. Effectively, you get in right there before the, you know, half the holding call and the wide open touchdown. You had 21 more points, and you're like, my gosh, mm-hmm. you know, they put up 48 points. Well, in defense of the two quarterback system, and I'm not a fan of that normally. I thought but this that, is rolling with it, Plumlee. Started hot, but then he slowed down in the second quarter. The three and, and three Matt, straight possessions yeah. just just blah. And then Matt came in and ran the team down to the one inch line. And right. just unfortunate we didn't score. It wasn't his fault. And then when they but would you have put Plumley in there on the goal line? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. No. Yeah. Why not? But uh, but I mean Matt got him down there, so I guess sure. They, you know. But anyway, uh, 
Then in the second half, they started rotating them even within series. Mm-hmm. And I thought Plumley then was fresher because Matt had played some and taken a little pressure off of him. And then he, you know, ran for a couple more scores. And I just figured, hey, that's that's pretty good. I, I mean, I it looked good to me. I, I I have no problem with it right now. You got to do whatever you can to win. And I'll tell you something else that I liked. I liked the fact that. When one of them would come off the field, the first one to greet them was oh, the yeah. other one. Yeah, you could tell they're both all about the team. Yeah, it and they are. There wasn't any animosity no. there or no. jealousy or anything like that. So that that made it that made it more palpable for me. You know, yeah. I, I uh, you know, is it ideal to have two quarterbacks? I don't think so. But you know, they both have their strengths. Mm-hmm. And, but the good thing about these two, I think, is that they both can can do both. Run and pass, sure. So you don't, you know, defenses can't hone in on them exactly. No, but they have things that they do better. That's right. And mainly right now, you know, you see Matt uh, taking advantage of the middle of the field more than Plumley, and obviously Plumley taking advantage of his legs. Mm-hmm. No question. Uh, no show next week. We're going to take off a week uh, since the open date after this game, and you uh, got a. Monday night park poker, I get I yeah. get to get there on time. Yeah, six thirty p.m. kickoff for Texas A and M, but the four thirty is when the real action starts. The gates open then, and the first beers will be sold in Vault Hemingway Stadium, probably around four thirty one. I would guess, wouldn't you? I'll I'll have one. <laughs> I'll try it out and see how it goes. Uh, first game to sell beer. How do you like that? What do you think about that? I love it. I mean, I, don't I have think. Any I think it can curtail people binge drinking in the Grove, and it can get more fans in the stadium, and keep them in the stadium. Yeah. Eight bucks for a beer, I think I read. Which uh, well, that's why a lot of like fans bar, will still it? be going. No, it is. You can get a a beer for three dollars. Oh, you can. Yeah. I don't know. I don't go to any bars anymore. I'm too old. Um, the yes, uh, you are. Another thing on offense, I want to see. Okay. We got to get some more diversity in our receivers. Elijah Moore's got forty-four catches, and the next best receiver has nine. Drama nine, yeah. I mean, that's just too much disparity. I think three's man. starting to come on a little bit. I do I too, really but, do. But I, they don't play much. Demar, I, I like his size. I like his his ball skills. Yeah, um, he, I, I think he I makes think catches in a crowd. That's right. That's right. And or in coverage. If, and if you're not separating right now, you got to do that. And yeah. and one thing that Matt said was that they're long, that secondary for mm-hmm. A&M, and they're going to have to win some one-on-one balls. And I think number three for Ole Miss to win, I think he has to have a big game. I hear you. All right. We'll be right back with Coach, inside linebacker Coach Jeff Coons, after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yo Hotline. Hang tight. Make 2019 a special year with a new vehicle from Cannon Chevrolet. We have a large inventory to meet your needs. Shop our inventory 24-7 at nobodybeatsacannondeal.com or stop by our dealerships in Greenwood or Cleveland test drive the new sporty Chevy Malibu, the family-friendly Chevy Tahoe, and the strong Chevy Silverado. And remember, when the smoke clears, nobody beats a cannon deal. Nobody. Chevrolet, 
Find new road. If you own an SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Gateway Tire and Service Centers show you what the Geolander HT Geo 5.6 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it is one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. See them today at Gateway and find out about the 70,000-mile warranty. Check out the new Geolander HT Geo 5.6 at Gateway Tire and Service Center and see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. While Mississippi universities compete at football, when it comes to cutting-edge research, they need to work together. That's why CSpire linked our state's leading research universities together with a 100 gigabit per second fiber infrastructure, working in support of the Mississippi Optical Network. Through the CSpire tech movement, we're empowering schools and universities with the technology to help them lead research and development for a better future. Learn more at cspire.com/mission. Avanakin's diamond is chosen for its excellence, brilliance, and fire. Avanakin's mount is then chosen for its intricate craftsmanship and detailing. Whether the mount is a beautiful crafted piece from the past or a specially designed piece from the present, the results are the same. Wow. When you want to say forever, say it with class, say it with love, but most of all, say it with Avanakin's diamond because you know she's worth it. Avanakin's Jewelers Store Downtown New Albany or VanAkins.com. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. All right, we now got inside linebacker coach Jeff Coons in his first year. And, uh, we we're very excited to have him. We hadn't had him on Rebel Yell Hotline yet. Jeff, how no, are you doing, haven't. buddy? Oh, everything's going good. We're just uh, in the game plan grind tonight, but it's good to take a few minutes to visit with y'all. Yeah, we won't keep you long, buddy, because we know that, uh, that exactly what you're doing tonight. Uh, so we'll, we'll get right to it. First, uh, we hadn't had you on since Momo got hurt. Talk about him and what he means to the team as an inspirational leader and what he meant as a player until he was injured. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Momo, you know, first of all, it was a you know, very tough injury for him. Uh, he's a man that's worked extremely hard uh, coming back from an injury that he sustained at the end of last season and going through the offseason with that uh, hand injury that he had and then coming back in second game of the year very early on. Uh, but you know, just a selfless teammate and uh, incredible leader. You know, he gets hurt on a punt play, going down and covering punts, uh, which shows you how important special teams was to him. And uh, that's kind of the way he is all the time. And uh, it hasn't changed since he's been hurt. Uh, he's been in every meeting. Uh, he's uh, he's traveled with us before. Um, he's been there with the guys, uh, with some of the younger players that are having to step up and fill the bowl. So, um, you know, proud of what he's done in this rehab process. It's great to see how. Uh, well, his rehab is coming along. And then, um, you know, just as a player, you know, the thing that impressed me with him is just how much he studies the game, how important it is to him, uh, how old, how important Ole Miss is to him. Uh, it really shows on the day-to-day actions because of how hard he prepares and what he does in school. And, and uh, you know, there's really no stone left unturned with him because he just does everything in full, full of his ability as he can. Coach, I know all you coaches say, hey, next man up, this is a tough sport, people get hurt. But how much did that upset the apple cart, so to speak? Um, I mean, 
you know, the biggest thing is, is you know, with us being our, with our depth right now, you know, that was the biggest thing. You know, we went from having uh, solid depth that I think that we built during spring ball. And, uh, yeah, you take, you take the guy that was going out there first, the starter, out of the rotation, and then, and then now you're just body-wise, uh, you're down. And, uh, obviously, we're having to deal with that a little bit again this week, going into this coming up game. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, you know, Momo was a productive player last year for us and uh, was, you know, a leader on the defense. When you're in the middle of the defense, you're making the checks, you're getting the front set, you're kind of bridging the gap between the secondary and the D-line. He was a, a very pinnacle, uh, a very important part to that. So, you know, yeah, you're definitely going to lose something from that. But uh, these other guys have stepped up, and they've done a good job in his absence. Yeah, and I was going to say, Jacquez Jones has replaced him. And in my humble opinion, now I'm not in the film room, and I don't know the X's and O's and the, what he's supposed to be doing. But, it, you know, statistically, he's doing a pretty good job. Yeah, I've been I've been very happy with the, the progress that Jacquez has made. Um, he has stepped in. And the biggest difference that I can see with Jacquez is during the week, how he's preparing for a game. When you know you're going to be the starter, when you know you're going to be the one going out there uh, the very first series, and you're the one that's going to basically have a chance to control the game early on and have an impact on that, you're going to prepare different on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and you know, how much extra film you're doing, how hard, you know, what you're doing in practice, what you're doing extra outside of. And that's what I've been really impressed with, and I think that's what's helping him take his game to another level. Uh, and because he was kind of thrown into a situation maybe before, I wouldn't say before he was ready, but one that maybe he wasn't expecting to be put into. And that's what I'm the proudest of with Jacquez. And, and every week you see him get better and better and better. And, um, you know, his role is increasing, and we have a lot of different sub-packages. And, um, you know, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how, how much more he progresses throughout the season. And, and obviously it's going to be it's going to be good for our entire defense, our entire football team, the better he gets and some of these other guys that are getting opportunities. You know, uh, out of half for the targeting against Missouri, which – Man, I, you know, I, I agree with having a targeting rule. Uh, we've got to have the safety of the players. has got to be tantamount and, and very important. But clearly he was trying to let up, and clearly he raised his head to hit, hit Kelly Bright, Bryant lightly with his face mask and not the crown of his head, you know, his helmet. So, gosh, there ought to be some maliciousness involved in there. But I guess helmet to helmet is just helmet to helmet, huh? Yeah, I wish they would look more at the situation of the play uh, than anything else. And, I, and I'll tell you what's happening, too, is and we've seen it uh, in our preparation, but you, what you're starting to have happen with the rule, and it's unfortunate, and I agree with you 100%. Player safety is number one, and I'm all for the, the rule uh, because there are malicious hits out there that aren't needed in the game. For it to stay physical, they're, they're still not needed in the game. But what's happening is that you're getting quarterbacks, you're getting players baiting defenders you're they're baiting them on the sidelines for the late hits they're baiting them and sliding we played an opponent a couple weeks ago and we had a cut up because we knew that kid was baiting us into taking that last second shot and when you have the remote control and you can slow it down which obviously that official has to make that judgment right away you know you can say hey he went down at the very, very last possible second, and he kind of stayed upright. It wasn't the traditional slide and protect yourself and all that, but we've got to learn from that, uh, and obviously that was a penalty, and we've got to learn from that, and um, that's something that we watched in the film room on Sunday, and, and John Quez obviously feels terrible that, that that's what happened, uh, but I agree with you. I, I know this. That young man did not intend to maliciously no. uh, hurt the quarterback, and, and that's, that's not the kind of man that he is or the player that he is. 
Coach, talk about the progression of Lakia Henry and maybe one or two things he can do to take his game to the next level from here on out. Yeah, I think Lakia, you know, his instincts and how hard he plays the game are what's carried him through the early part of the season. You know, he, he does have uh, very good box awareness and seeing things. Uh, and triggering, and, and he's made up with some defaults early in the season with just phenomenal effort and physicality. Uh, but what he's done a great job the last two weeks is we've, we've really focused on his footwork and becoming a, uh, a, a linebacker that can both be effective against the run and the pass and the play-action pass game and the boots, naked game, uh, and, and some of those things. And if your feet aren't right, it makes it very difficult to be um, – you know, helpful in those situations. So he's done a good job focusing on his footwork. And then just, you know, now now that he understands he's been in our defense for several months now, how teams are going to attack us. When we're showing this coverage, this is what they're going to try to do. When we're showing this front, this is how they're going to block it. And you can see every week it's it's coming on faster and faster and faster. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how he does, you know, in this last uh, half of the season and then moving forward. But, you know, you can't, you can't, um, you can't substitute, you know, an undying need to get to the football and that relentless effort, and then obviously playing the game with a physicality like he does. So, um, you know, that when you have that basis, the rest of that stuff, that that's where I come in, and and he's been doing a good job of being coachable and doing those little things and those details. Coach, uh, how close is uh, Ashanti Sistrunk from uh, helping you a little more than he is right now? I know he's on a couple of special teams and yeah, you've played him some. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I tell you, Ashanti has done a good job the last several weeks, um, you know, being prepared. Um, you know, he's kind of in that fifth that fifth spot, which can be hard because you're in that fifth spot as, as far as the two linebacker positions, so you're not quite in the two deep, but you're like the next man in. And so you don't get as many reps as some of the other guys do during the week, but where he has stepped up, like you said, was on special teams. Um, I mean, to have a true freshman starting on punt team, uh, that might not sound like a lot, but you're not going to find a whole lot of programs in the country that have a true freshman. And, and uh, we actually have several, we have three true freshmen starting on punt right now, which shows you um, how much we value him and how much we trust him, because that's a position. I mean, he's playing the same position that Momo was playing uh, when he got hurt. So you're taking a guy like that, and, and he did a great job last week, was down the field, had a chance to make a play, and uh, so he's, you know, he's just scratching the surface of what he can be as a player. He's getting his body developed. You know, he came in real light and he gained a bunch of weight really quick. And now he's kind of growing into his body a little bit. Uh, Coach Jackson and his staff have done a phenomenal job with him in just a short amount of time. So I'm excited to see where he can go. And, and uh, you know, he's taking the mentality right now that I'm preparing every day. And he's, again, he's one play away from being a major contributor on defense. So he's, he's done a good job with that. Coach, we're coming up against a break, but Yancey wanted to ask you one more question. Yeah, yes, Coach, uh, just just talk about the challenges that A&M's offense presents to, to your defense and linebackers in particular. Um, you know, they, what they do a good job of is formationing you and uh, moving parts around so that you just can't see one thing get lined up. They're going to be multiple. Um, you know, Coach Fisher and his staff have done a good job for years now of disguising and complementing and packaging certain things. So we're going to have to do a phenomenal job of getting lined up and communicating. Um, you know, we're excited that it's going to be a home game and we're going to get a chance to lock the vault uh, against these guys. And, and uh, you know, we're really expecting a, whole, a great home field advantage, and that helps us tremendously on defense. 
um, you know, when it is loud because it doesn't, it, it, we do it every day. So we can communicate, but if it affects their communication, that'll help us with the kind of moving parts that they have. Uh, so that's number one. Um, the running, the running game, um, is, uh, starts behind a really good offensive line, uh, that can, uh, move people. They've got some young, but they're very talented players up front. Uh, the receiving core is dynamic. Uh, and then the quarterback has shown that he can, he can play against some of the best in the country uh, on any given Saturday. So, uh, they, they do present a great challenge, but I think we're ready for it and, and we'll be definitely ready to go on Saturday. Coach, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And best of luck Saturday night, 6.30 in the vault against Texas A&M. I know you got your hands full, but we got faith you can handle it, buddy. I appreciate it, guys. Enjoy, enjoy visiting with y'all, and y'all have a great night. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, Jeff Coach. Coons, inside linebacker coach, good stuff, good information there for Rebel Nation. Um, I, I'm I'm excited about Ashanti Sistruck's future, Uh Yancey, I, th- I think he's going to be a good football player. I do, too. He just needs to get stronger and bigger. Yeah. That's it. You yeah. know, just continue to get stronger and bigger. Well, but just, he's, he's just gonna a be, puppy. It is. It is. You know what? You are you got a guy right now that's going to be coming in um, Saturday, 35. So he's going to have yeah. a major role there. Well, um, yeah, yeah, there. yeah. He's got to play. Dante Evans has got to play. But i got to say this for uh, Dante I think this three four is giving him a new lease on life. It, I think it fits his skill set, and he's done some good things this year. Uh, he just needs to stay between the tackles. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I think I think uh, he will be fine until we can get Jacquez back in there in the second half. Hold serve. Do a good job. That's right. I do. I do. And, and Jacquez uh, is, I mean, he's probably progresses as well as anybody on the team this season or more. Uh, he's, he's really got good. He's <laughs> had to, but I'm telling you, he has. Yeah, yeah. He is really playing good. That I was agree. a shame on that tackle. I agree. Yeah, I didn't think that was. But He was trying to avoid it, and, yeah. and the quarterback made a yeah. little funny little move there, which made his head go into it. That's but, right. Yeah. That's right. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Railway Hotline. Hang tight. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. All right, Rhinos can't get away from Rush. I knew, I knew that was could. a classic song, though. I know. It, it, I mean, that's that's better than a lot of your old funk stuff. You don't, you don't like Steely Dan and yeah. Yes? And, I mean, Not golly. Yes, but Steely Dan, You don't course. like Yes? Not uh, really. A song or uh, two. You like the Bay City Rollers. I know who you <laughs> yeah. are. Yeah. All right, Rebel Flashback is brought to you by Rebel Equipment. Over 50 years of serving the Memphis area with all your equipment needs. Located at 4890 East Shelby Drive, you can rent, buy, or have repaired all of your equipment at Rebel Equipment. In the last seven meetings between Ole Miss and Texas A&M, the Rebels have actually fared pretty well, all things considered. They've lost four of those outings, but have won three, and two of the losses were 
by three points each when Heisman Trophy winner Johnny Manziel led late-game drives to cap comeback wins. The Rebels, after Manziel the magician graduated, beat the Aggies three times in a row in 14, 15, and 16, but have lost the last two in fairly close contests. 2014 may have been one of my favorite games in recent history, though. College Station was overflowing with fans, anticipating number three ranked Ole Miss versus number 14 A&M, but it didn't take long to quiet the capacity crowd of over 100,000. Quarterback Bo Rollis ran for two short touchdowns. Free safety Cody Pruitt intercepted a pass Mm -hmm. and rambled 75 yards for another score. And before A&M knew what hit him, it was 21 to nothing. A Wallace to Quincy Adeboisio, 33-yard pass for another score. And a scoop and score from 21 yards out by linebacker Keith Lewis made it 35 to 7, just one play into the fourth quarter. From there, the Rebs coasted to the 35-20 victory. Ole Miss also defeated the Aggies in 15 and 16, as I said, and those games went a long way in costing A&M coach Kevin Sumlin his job. After getting manzelled two years in a row, first the 2014 game and then the following two were very satisfying. I hope we can make it 4-4 four and four now in the last eight years by winning Saturday. Rebel Flashback brought to you by Rebel Equipment in Memphis, Tennessee. Now we got Ben Garrett with us. He's been doing all he can to keep up with baseball and basketball. Basketball is just around the corner, and fall oh, baseball is around. is going strong. Uh, ben, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. Look at Yancey. He likes widespread panic, fish, and I'd probably presume uh, to get Bay Grateful City Dead. Rollers. Almond yeah. Brothers, yeah. Grateful Dead. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God, Grateful Dead. I'll be grateful when they're dead. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that is that's sacrilegious. Yeah, that's awful. I that's should, sacrilegious. I shouldn't, have said, I shouldn't have said that. Best fan uh, of all time. Ben, I, I hate to say this, but my God, the Jets. The yeah, Jets. I, I don't even want to talk about it. I just my all my sports teams suck. Braves got put out in brutal fashion, and oh. we start out three and zero. Now they're, they've they've lost the last three. I just but the, the Jets. The Jets? I know. They brought, they brought uh, back Sam if Donald. It, if, it's, if it's one step closer to Jason Garrett being gone and not paying back $40 million, then I'm good. <laughs> 25 And then uh, it looks like the Cardinals are giving the Nationals all they want, huh? <laughs> Have they gotten I mean, hit did you, yet? Call, did you call me to be on your show to torture me? Because, I mean, it's a <laughs> hell of a way to go. No, I just I can't help it. I mean, <laughs> I know, I know. You know, torturing uh, me, you might. It's like a pastime for you, a favorite pastime. Yeah. All of, right. Of course, Washington beat the Dodgers. That's the Braves. Just absolutely, just. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, yeah. Yancy, you quit being a fan like four years ago. That's what you told me. So. Oh, oh no, I, I came back. Kidding? I came back. Kidding? He's when, fair weather, Yancy. He came back when the Braves yeah. won the division. <laughs> Yeah, I well, when they had the fire cell and Kimbrel was the last thing that 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 just absolutely broke my back. All right, now let's, back. Well, let's talk Greg's about the rebels. Let's talk year. about the rebels. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, basketball first. Um, uh, give us. You got any update on Henson. the health of Blake Henson? Yeah. Um, he, it's going about the same. Uh, the expectation is he'll be back. After the first four games around Memphis, that would be at Memphis, actually. But um, I, I think it's really, and I hate to say this because it's so cliched, but I, I really do think it's a day-to-day type of thing. He's 
been spending a lot of time doing some individual work during practices, but when the team stuff kicks up, he um, ends up going to the stationary bike a lot. And they're really monitoring everything he does from mm-hmm. his day-to-day activities to his practice and workout regimen, of course, but also just what he eats. Because um, the blood abnormality, as they coined it, um, was a scary deal and something that they want to make sure that they have all their bases covered on because Blake's a big part of what they do, sure, but his health and his life in general is obviously of far greater importance. So they want to keep a watchful eye on him. And I think he's going along as they expect. I mean, Blake wants to play right now. Blake thinks he can play and he wants to get out there. I mean, he's super competitive, but um, they're frustrating him in terms of slowing him down and not letting him get ahead of himself, but that's the right way to go. And I think if everything stays on the current course that, He'll be good to go come Memphis. All right. In brief conversations I've had with you, three newcomers keep popping up. Austin Crowley or mm-hmm. is it Crowley? Crowley, Crowley, Crowley. They all pronounce it. Depends different. on who you talk to. <laughs> yeah. Or is it C or Si? Hadim C. <laughs> yep. Or, and uh, obviously Sammy Hunter. So give us a little brief recap on all three of those guys. Well, uh, they scrimmaged on Saturday, and um, I was told that Hadim uh, had a really strong scrimmage. He's been really good ever since he got here. I think he's been everything they hoped he would be during the recruitment process, and that's an instant impact player that can really change what they are at the five. I mean, last year, we all saw it. It's no disrespect to Dom or to Bruce, but uh, the, the five was a liability for them. It was absolutely exposed against Oklahoma, so going out and getting more athletic up there, um, but also a guy that can stretch the floor and make some threes. Hadim's been that more, and he's stronger than they expected him to be. I think he came in, and he hadn't been in a weight room in a long time, and um, they expected him to be a little behind, but he's jumped right in and uh, really just taken off. So he's been everything and more, and Sammy Hunter's going to be a monster in this league. I mean, I know during the recruitment process we talked about this before, but um, Ole Miss believed had he been in the States and not first in the Bahamas, then in Canada – if he'd have been a statewide kid, he would have been a top 100 player, and that's without that, without a doubt what he's been so far. He's a real interesting kid because he's very uh, quiet and, a ser- and has a serious nature about him. And when he gets out there on the floor, his IQ is really high, and he uh, knows how to attack the rim and really strong rebounder, relentless energy. Um, there's just a lot to like about him, and I think he's going to play from jump. And then Austin Crowley, he can play so many positions. They've had him playing at the one, the two, the three. And he can switch off on fours when he needs to. He's got good length to him. But I think his scoring ability is what's going to get him on the floor immediately, as well as his on-ball defense. Luis Rodriguez is far and away the best on-ball defender on the team. The second would be Devontae. But then I think uh, Austin Crowley would be number three right now, the way he's able to play defense. He's got to learn a little bit of the intricacies of playing in Kermit Davis's system. But um, huge, huge IQ in terms of what he needs to do on the floor. And that's going to help him out immediately. So it's a really impressive class. I mean, you're right, those are the three guys that jump out. But, I mean, Jar Trail Joyner is going to be impact next year. And um, Antavian Collins actually started to flash a lot. And, uh, they've just got a really good group of newcomers. Bruce Williams, I mean, Bryce Williams. I mean, there's just so much to like about what they signed. and um, uh, It makes Robinson. competition and practices that much better. A uh, little bit more on uh, Sammy. Who Who found him? Who located him? And what was the connection there, if you know? Well, Kermit's been recruiting the Bahamas for a little while now. And, uh, you know, first with Franco and then um, Coach Joe being at Ole Miss has actually opened up even more for Ole Miss men's basketball because um, 
you know, the, they're island strong is what they say, and they're, they're all a close-knit community. And um, Coach O actually uh, knew about Sammy, too, and they they kind of got to know Sammy during the recruitment of Franco. So um, the Bahamas have been really good, though, Miss. I think they'll continue to go there for prospects. And um, Kermit found him, really, if we want to uh, get deep in the weeds about it. But I think um, you could give some credit to Ronnie Hamilton and also to Win Case as well. I mean, those guys – scour the country in, try, in terms of trying to find talent. Wins more uh, local in terms of his recruitment of guys, but um, Ronnie's Ronnie can go anywhere, and, and Levi too. Levi's a West Coast guy, but Kermit's the one who really found Sammy and fell in love with him immediately. I mean, I think there were some other schools in on him. Um, maybe Ole Miss was the number two high major offer he got, but once Ole Miss came in and got some film out on him, I mean, you had Oklahoma coming in, you had a number of big-time programs coming in, and they weren't able to keep it quiet anymore as much as they wanted to. So they thought they found, they found a uh, a secret weapon out there, and, and then he blew up, and, um, yeah, he's been everything and what they hoped he'd be. So what's the competition? Is, did he play high school ball down there? And, or yeah, Christian I mean, he played Academy in the Bahamas. Ball, he to, yeah, he went to uh, – he played in the Bahamas, then he went to Canada. And the, what really put him on the map was he went to um, – Gosh, it's been so long now. In last August, he he played in a, on a national team that ended up competing against North Carolina and Duke, and uh, I think he put up like a double double or something against Duke, and really showed out against North Carolina as well, and got on the radar of many colleges. But um, that's the thing. I mean, basketball scouting and recruiting, and Yancey can attest to this too. Um, it doesn't have the same resources as far as recruiting sites and stuff as football. And really, you only have a few guys that do it on a national level. So um, guys like Sammy Hunter can get lost in the shuffle. Uh, you saw that, too, with some other guys Ole Miss has gone after before. But Sammy's really the, the greatest case of this to where if you're not in the AAU circuit, most of these guys probably aren't seeing you. So um, getting Sammy or a guy like Sammy ranked in the top 100, the top 50, the top 75, it's hard. Uh, because after those guys were off their first one or two uh, top 100 rankings, uh, they're pretty much done with it. But Sammy, <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt. For his class, if there's 99 better players than him in the country, I'd love to see him. Because, look, I'm not a basketball expert, but you know talent when you see it. And when you go out there and watch scrimmages or watch a practice or watch a game, and Sammy Hunter comes on the floor, you'll know immediately just his relentless energy and he can play, man, the probably the three to the five, but maybe get away with playing him at the two because if he's athletic, you never would play him there. But he's that kind of athleticism to him. So they absolutely love that kid. And he got in here late. That needs to that needs to be noted. You know, he was one of the last guys to get on campus. I think he was the second to last before Sean. And yet he's not had any setback whatsoever. He's just completely um, gotten ingrained in this system and knows exactly what they're doing and, uh, again, that relentless synergy has been a big boost for Ole Miss and the competition they have in practices. Ben, we got about five minutes left before break. Let's let's shift gears to baseball. Uh, you went to a couple of uh, scrimmages over the weekend. What what did you see out there that impressed you, and and how far along are they? Well, I think the pitching is really really strong i mean obviously doug nikhazy and gunner hoagland are going to anchor the rotation and doug pitched for the first time this fall on saturday two innings scoreless i think he had a couple of strikeouts he played in the summer for team usa so they wanted to give him some rest that he wasn't able to get over the off season so they started him a little late 
But Doug looked every bit as good as he was last year. Gunner's been really, really strong. He was the first one to actually um, get the ball first in the scrimmage against Arkansas State. Two scores. I think he struck out each of the first two guys he faced, if memory serves. But the one player that really just absolutely stuck out to me was Derek Diamond. He's uh, a newcomer freshman. They got him. Uh, Stanford originally had him committed, and then some stuff didn't work out. He ends up at Ole Miss. He's a perfect game, top 100 kid. And I would say right now the leader in the, cl- the clubhouse to start on Sundays. And he was really impressive mm. in that second six-inning segment. I think two scoreless, a couple of strikeouts as well. He was really good. And then the bullpen, there's just, there's just such a depth of arms that – um, I know they lost a lot, and you can look at the draft and point to Parker Crazy and Houston Rolfe and Zach Phillips, but the depth guys that they got not only in this class but that are returning, like an Austin Miller, Greer Holston's uh, back out there and pitching well. I think his fastball on Saturday topped out at 93. Uh, you got Max Chofi and Taylor Broadway and Tyler Myers have both been strong so far in the fall. They have depth of arms to where – Offensively, they're going to be a work in progress for quite some time, but they've got the pitching that will keep them in ball games consistently. There might be some shorter games this year because offensively they're going to struggle at times. Tyler Keenan and Anthony Cervidia are the only known, only known commodities in that lineup, but pitching-wise, so such a strong group. And I, I was a little surprised by that, but only because you forget that, yes, they lost a lot, but man, what they returned is really strong. So... Um, the depth of pitching was impressive, and of course, the concern is the offense. They didn't get me hits against Arkansas State. Lost one to nothing in the first segment. Won one to nothing on a trade with Floor Homer in the second segment. So, a lot of work to do there. But I think there were some encouraging signs. I love Trey so, Floor. I would be shocked if he's not one of the starting corner outfielders by the time the season comes around in February. So, where is the uh, besides Nikhazy? Where's more lefties? Where left-handed pitching coming from? Well, I think that remains to be seen, to be honest with you. I mean, Jordan Fowler is gone, and everybody knows at this point, Caleb Hill's gone. So I think they don't know yet. Um, Right now, they have a strong collection of returning guys, but you're right, left-handed pitching, there's no obvious guy to step up and pitch. So I think some of the newcomers that have arrived, they'll rely on them, but um, to – point to anyone in particular right now, I think it's a little too early to say. The floor's a lefty, but you think he's he is, and he is day. strong in, in high school. But I think LaFleur, while he will pitch, most certainly, LaFleur, in my opinion, is um, going to make his greatest impact for this team this year in a corner outfield spot. you got to get that bat in the lineup. That kid can hit. And they have all three off, uh, you know, outfield positions that are open. And I know that Paul's probably going to start in center field, but you get what I'm saying, that you know, Hayden Leatherwood, they'd love for him to start in the corner, but if he doesn't hit like they need him to or something, I mean, I don't know. But Trey LaFleur, when you watch him, you know he needs to be on the field. I mean, that's a former 21st-round pick of the Dodgers. They all actually almost lost him to L.A. They made a really good late push for him. But uh, I think, yes, he is going to pitch probably in the midweek, but his biggest impact is with that bat this year at least. And it might be different going forward, but he could play first, outfield, D.H. if he needs to pitch. He's a jack-of-all-trades, and they like him a lot. All right, Ben. Appreciate you, buddy. Got a little update on basketball and baseball, and it's that time for basketball. Uh, what are we? How far are we from the first game? Not too far. November eighth, seventh, eighth against eight. Arkansas State. Yeah, oh, wow. getting close. It's right here. So yeah, plenty the preseason of game on the fifth or something like that. The the exhibition game, fifth or fourth, something like that. The exhibition game is fifth or fourth. Yeah, something like that. 
Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. We're up against a break. Uh, uh, go Cowboys. I hate you. Fish is terrible. <laughs> See you later. Hey, the Steelers are getting better, Dan. See you, Ben. Take See care. You, ben. We'll be right back after these important messages from our wonderful sponsors on the Cannon Motors Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. Hang tight. Doing the werewolves of thunder. I saw a werewolf drinking a pina colada at Trader Vic's. His hair was perfect. This is the Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The lines are open at 888-808-8637. And now, back to the Rebel Yell Hotline. All right, welcome back to Cannon Motors of Mississippi Rebel Yell Hotline. The Ole Miss Quarterback Club will meet Thursday. 6.30 to 7.30 at the Library Sports Bars. Doors will open at 5.30. Free pizza will be served and a drawing for several door prizes will be held. Speakers will be the coordinators, Rich Rodriguez, Mike McIntyre. Non-members can join on the omqbclub.com website or join at the door. Uh, let's go to the control room now, Mr. Jack Schultz with Around the SEC. Go with it, Rhino. It's time for this week's report from around the SEC. Brought to you by Cheney's Pharmacy, home of the Ugly Mug Coffee and TCBY Yogurt. Located next to the library on Bramlett Boulevard. Upsets were the story in college football this week. Headlined by South Carolina knocking off number three Georgia 20-17 in overtime. Leaving the crowd in Athens stunned. The Gamecocks had led 17-10 at half, but were shut out until they made a field goal in the second overtime period. South Carolina finished the game without their starting quarterback, Ryan Holinsky, who suffered a sprained knee. Head coach Will Muschamp indicated that Holinsky will be ready to go for the Gamecocks' next big test at home against number 9 Florida this week. The other notable upset of the week came in Knoxville as Tennessee beat Mississippi State 20-10. The Vols improved to 2-4 overall, 1-2 in SEC play, while Joe Moorhead's team fell to 3-3, 1-2 in SEC play. Ed Ogeron and the LSU Tigers won at home against Florida, moving to 6-0, 2-0 in SEC play. The victory catapulted LSU to number two in the nation, just behind Alabama. The Tide ranked, of course, number one. Florida's loss dropped the Gators two spots to number nine, one spot ahead of Georgia. The Bulldogs now ranked number 10. Auburn joins those two on the cusp of the top 10 at number 11. The only other SEC team ranked this week is number 22, Missouri. South Carolina and Texas A&M each received votes. In other SEC sports news, the Basketball Conference Media Day is Wednesday. Kermit Davis will travel to Birmingham with veteran guards Devontae Shuler and Brian Tyree to promote the program ahead of a much-anticipated season at Ole Miss. Basketball season tips off across the SEC on November 5th. That's the latest news around the SEC. Have a great week, everyone. All right, thank you, Jack. Um, Yancey, Rebels face off with Texas A&M in the vault, 6.30. Beer sales at 4.30. <laughs> uh, I doubt they'll get many between 4.30 and 6. I bet you they do. <laughs> anyway, 
All right, the good, bad, and ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. If you need a four-wheeler side-by-side a lawnmower, Big Delta, Sp- Big Delta Power Sports is the only place to shop. Brett Rousey and his staff will give you a great deal on the model you want with affordable financing and competitive prices. That's Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. The good, well, the Rebel offense continued to show the ability to score points under the direction of quarterback John Reed Rice Plumley. And quarterback Matt Corral. It's not common to see a two-quarterback system work well, but this one was pretty effective. Plumlee started out hot but sagged a bit in the second quarter. Corral came in and led a drive to within, within inches of scoring. Then in the second half, Corral stalled a little bit, and a fresh Plumlee led the Rebs to a score. And Corral came back in and marched the Rebels down the field. And then John Rice finished a drive off with a TD run. O.C. Rich Rodriguez said it's not conventional, but they're doing everything and anything to try and score enough points to win. They didn't win, but the two-quarterback system worked pretty good to me against a very good Missouri defense. The bad, well, speaking of defense, really bad, especially in the secondary. D.C. Mike McIntyre called it a terrible performance, and we'd have to agree. He also said the secondary is the Rebs' Achilles heel. Yep, right again. Mm-hmm. Also, Missouri was uncharacteristic able to run on the Rebels and had two breakout runs for scores, something that hadn't happened much this year at all. Just bad. The ugly, well, man, never hold behind a play. Never, ever, 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 never, ever, ever. That's a cardinal sin on football, and on a scale of dumb from 1 to 10, it's a a solid 12. (laughs) It cost Ole Miss dearly when a Plumlee... TD jaunt of 50 yards was called back in a potential 14-3 lead and tons of momentum ultimately was a 12-7 deficit at halftime. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Never, never, never. The good, bad, and ugly brought to you by Big Delta Power Sports in Batesville. How about that shocker with uh, South Carolina over Mm, Georgia? Man. In Athens? Whoa. Yeah. That's strong. Yeah. What about... uh, the Bulldogs losing to Tennessee. I didn't see that coming either. I think State attempted nine or ten passes and we're down all game. I, I didn't get to see the game, but I was at a wedding. Well, why I, would you? I mean, why would you watch that anyway? Well, I don't know. <laughs> it's SEC I mean, football. Yeah, well. I, I do uh, like State's quarter, freshman quarterback, though, Schrader. I think he's going to be pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. No question mm-hmm. about it. Um, last question tonight, and we got to check out of here pretty quick, but you know, to me, it's a shame that Ed Ogeron was not as mature I know here it. as he is That's down the, there. I, I'm, I was thinking about that on the ride here, I mean, Chuck. I can't believe you just mentioned that because he really has. He's grown up. Yeah. He was such a moron when he was here. I know. And I hate to say that. but Well, he was, was just a, a control freak. I mean, I don't know if moron is the word, but he's a control yeah, freak. Yeah, I think and, moron is a great word well, for how he acted when he was here. But now he seems to be a guy that's letting his assistants coach. He's he's a little more carefree. He's better to Open the his offense up. Yeah, open the offense <laughs> Which up. Which has obviously been the the huge difference. He, he still sounds like he's got marbles in his mouth, but he's he's congenial with the media. I mean, golly, where was that Ed Ogeron when he was here? He might still be here if he had been. That's why sometimes getting experienced coaches is better. We'll yeah, see. Right but here. you look at Tommy Tuberville and Hugh Freeze, the two best in the 
modern era at Ole Miss since that was, and they didn't have any experience. Uh, uh, there really is no All rhythm right. around. No show next week. Remember that. Put it on your calendar. We'll be back in two weeks. Uh, y'all have a great week, and hopefully we'll be when we come back, we'll be talking about a win over Texas A&M. Got to have it. Must yeah. win, y'all. All right. Good night, everybody. Howdy toddy. know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry-free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.